Welcome to the Military Spouse Perspective. We are going to spend time during these sessions chatting with military spouses who are doing great things in our military space, change makers, people that truly care about our military spouse community. So grab a seat, grab a cup of coffee, and let's chat. Good morning from Fort Bliss. Oh, wow. I am in Huntsville, Alabama. So... Yeah, we've discussed about our rivalry, about our teams. Oh, that's right. My husband's a big Alabama fan. I'm not really that into football. I use that as nap time, but he enjoys it. So I'm glad you're here with us today. Thank you. Tell me a little about military spouse life. I know you're in Fort Bliss. So how long have you been a military spouse? 18 years. Oh, wow. I remember that. We're on the retired side. We retired in 2011. Okay. From here. And my husband is army. He was infantry his entire career. And I met him when he had been in the military about 12 years. Okay. All right. That's awesome. We've done, um, we did 23 years and then my husband finally said, you know what? I'm, I'm done being away from the family. It's time to retire and move on. And I was like, wow, yeah. I know, me too. <laughs> I was so, ready. Very much so. Very much. I only moved three times with them, but three times was enough. Oh, we're, we were number, we did 13. So yeah, 13 luckily was... he had done a lot of moving before I met him. I didn't have to move all of my precious furniture. Oh, and yeah. of course, his military spouses who are listening know back before they said, okay, if something's damaged, we're going to pay top price, retail price for it. I had heard horrible nightmares. So I went and took pictures of every side corner, Polaroids, everything, just to make sure that it came and luckily, we did okay. We did okay. You about have to do that for your own sanity. And you're right. It hasn't always been that they would give you full value for everything. It used to no. depreciate. And you're like, what is going on? This is not even a little bit of what I paid. So you're you're absolutely right. 100%. Yes. So tell us about what you do. What is your wonderful contribution to the military spouse community? What do you do? I work for vetjobs.org and militaryspousejobs.org. So I'm a career specialist. And the really great thing about being located here at Fort Bliss in El Paso, even though we're retired, I still am working with those awesome military spouses. I understand what it's like to look for a job. I understand the frustrations of having to pick up and leave a big city, a city girl. I grew up in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So when Nick said, hey, we're moving to Georgia, I went, hey, what? (laughs) Um, So I helped them navigate their job search. Some have never worked before. So we have really great things on the militaryspousejobs.org. We have the Spouse Nation. We also just launched a new program for Army called Army Up, which is taking off like wildfire. And then in my neighborhood, I reach out to my neighbors because we purchased a home and we do have military come in. Mm -hmm. So if they're spouses, I try to at least introduce myself, let them know, Hey, I'm in your neighborhood. I know what it's like. Fort Bliss is different than a lot of posts is we're on the border. Mm -hmm. So finding a job, 
just trying to fit in is very overwhelming because we're on a border town. So we deal with Mexico and the pay rates here in the El Paso metropolitan area are extremely low mm-hmm. um, or they want you to be bilingual. So when you PCS here <clears throat> as a wife or as a husband, spouse, you want to continue your work, but then you're starting to look for positions and they're extremely low hourly wages or salary, or the stipulations are you must speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. And that was really hard for me, Rebecca, when I got here in 07, I didn't know what I was going to do. So I did go to Army Community Service. I actually wound up working there and tapped into their employment readiness program. And actually through that, I got a nanny job. Now, granted, I hadn't been a nanny since college, <laughs> but that was a huge stepping stone because it gave me a year's worth of, of good money, a great family to work with, and then still send out resumes, still network. And then as actually the kids were getting out of school in 08, I was offered an opportunity with Army Community Service as a contractor. So I started to work for them in 08 Mm -hmm. and went all the way through 15 till the contract ended. And I loved it. I loved every moment of it. And I guess once you're an ACSer, you're an ACSer for life because I'm a fixer. I want to help you. I have like my book of okay, this is who you call if you're having trouble with track care. This is who you call if you're having trouble with housing. If you're off the installation, this is who you call if there's something going on, 311 or or whatever. Just because no one was there for me Mm -hmm. to literally say, okay, here's a book. I have have answers. I had to go out and find them. Mm -hmm. And if I can say anything to any newbie, look for a military spouse who is willing to give you really good information. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to ask. Don't like do a mentor. Well. Find a Very mentor. Very much so. Very much. And I actually was lucky to find one when we were at Fort Benning. She actually turned out to be our colonel's wife in our battalion, but she was definitely a colonel. She just was Melissa. Mm-hmm. And if it hadn't been for her, I don't know if I would have stayed married. I can imagine. It's military life is hard on marriages. It really is. And one of the things that I stress to military spouses is, and you may have experienced this. I don't know if you did or not, but don't lose yourself. You don't get caught up in just the military. Make sure that you have a career or a job or you volunteer somewhere. Do something. And it can be within the military community. But have your own purpose, have your own thing. Don't get caught up in your service member's career to the point that you just completely lose who you are. And it sounds like you have got that under control. You've got your own thing. You are a career specialist. Now, with that being said, tell me a little bit about the career specialist. Tell me, I know you mentioned that you help them find jobs and things like that, but can you give mm-hmm. me just a little bit more insight into how you go about doing that? What would be a typical interaction between you and a candidate? If I came to you today and said, hey, here's my resume. It's not that great. I just threw it on paper. I don't have a lot of experience, but this is what I'm looking for. What 
would your advice then be? How would you direct them? Most of the time when they come through militaryspousejobs.org, they come through the system and then they are asked if they would like to work with a career specialist. They're assigned one of us. I set up a phone consultation. That's the first thing. And Mm -hmm. then on that phone consultation, see where they're located because on mountain time, I get a lot of central mountain and Pacific wives or Mm -hmm. Or husbands that are stationed with their their sponsor. First of all, I welcome them and just say, take a deep breath. It's going to be okay because mm-hmm. it's stressful. It then is. We start really looking at their resume, and I start taking a lot of detailed notes. Old school, so I use journals. Plus, I plug in stuff into the to the file because you never know if that's going to crash. Yes, and you're right. It's good to have the paper files going. It, it is so. Say I was talking to you and I'd be like, hi, Rebecca, tell me a little bit about your background. What have you done? And if you don't have hardly any experience, have you volunteered? What have Mm -hmm. you done? A volunteer. I've worked in Excel and PowerPoint doing mail merges, sending out newsletters. I made phone calls. I helped plan events. Okay, right there. We've got skills Mm -hmm. that we can start playing with. Um, I was in the junior league in Atlanta. I sat on a program where I volunteered at the hospital and, or I was a CASA advocate for, for children that are in the, the court system. Mm-hmm. All of that volunteer work we take. And because I did a lot of volunteer work at Fort Benning, I wasn't working. I use that as my tool. Mm-hmm. And the other great thing is we have that wonderful IBM partnership with SkillsBuild. So mm-hmm. you can go out there and you can build your professional skill set on our mm-hmm. huge training platform. We have live and on-demand training. Um, so you can go out there and take what I call an awesome channel. It's called the professional channel and add those skills. I help build your LinkedIn, how to do just a really nice picture without spending a dime. Listening. Mm-hmm. You have to be proactive because they are so stressed when they come. Some of them are so frustrated, so mm-hmm. stressed. I don't know what to do. I was a school teacher and I had to give that up. Okay, let's look at some instructional, maybe online remote trainings that you could do. The sky's the limit, really. I've had some who've not worked at all mm-hmm. and and scared to death because they're not going to be able to find a job. Actually, one is here. And she was so frustrated. I said, I understand completely. I didn't even know about military spouse jobs. I didn't even know that spouse nation existed. And so I was, I felt like I was all alone out there sending my resume for years and years. And of course, then back in the day, and you will definitely trump me with this, is when they see Fort Benning or they go up. Military Military spouse. spouse. They're not going to be here that long. That's right. You're absolutely right. I flip it around and say, wouldn't you rather have someone who has the best top-notch skills, people skills, works in unpredictable environments, blooms where she plants, Mm -hmm. um, you know, brings another look to your company. I look at it that way. And so I've been able to really, and I don't say nurture, but help build them up like a cheerleader when they interview. Mm -hmm. Once we get that resume looking sharp, then we start looking at jobs together, depending on where they're located. If they Mm -hmm. want just remote and remote is hard. People need to realize that so many people since COVID want to just work remote, Mm -hmm. but remote isn't all it's 
tractectomy. And if you live in a certain state, you can't do remote because companies negotiate with tax laws. So California, for instance, all my California candidates, there's not remote positions because California has some funky tax laws. But I am like the big, I guess, cheerleader. I want to literally, I follow up with them. Okay, let's look at this part of your resume. Let's tweak it just a little bit. Kim, I don't know what other skills I have. Okay, walk me through a day of being a mom. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you bring up a good point. There's so many times I have seen spouses. I don't have any skills. I don't, when I've helped them in the past, I've never worked or I haven't worked in so long and I haven't done this, but okay. You pay your bills, right? So that's bookkeeping. Exactly. That's bookkeeping. You pay bills. You do that kind of stuff. You do event planning. You volunteered in this capacity. You've done this. You've done that. You have skills And it's almost as a career specialist, it sounds like a part of what you do is pull that information from them, get their mind going, get them started really thinking about the things that they have done and help them put that on a resume into something that will look attractive to an employer. Yes. And get them familiar with LinkedIn. It's scary because they're not, it's not Facebook. It's not, Mm -hmm. you know, Instagram, it's networking, connect with me. And then I'm going to start connecting and and sending you job flyers or virtual hiring fairs. And the really great thing now is so many employers are bringing in military spouses now Mm -hmm. on those virtual career fairs. And I have a lot of mommies who, you know, literally hadn't worked since they had their first baby and then they PCS and then they PCS again and then they're significant other deployed and then deployment, the deployment. And so they're like, I just gave up. And I lost myself. And like you were telling you, you have to find your happiness too. So Mm -hmm. I do volunteer work that has nothing to do with the military anymore because I want to reclaim Kim. Absolutely. I did my volunteer time, FRGs, or I did my time three years as the battalion FRG leader. And I handled calls at three o'clock in the morning. I don't want to do that anymore now that we're retired. I help them literally understand that A, they're not alone. B, there is so much great information out here that Mm -hmm. I could literally overload them in an email with links or who to connect with or who to follow on LinkedIn or just listen. Mainly, most of them just want to be listened to because Mm -hmm. they're getting pressure sometimes from their sponsor. Why aren't you working? Why haven't you found a job? Absolutely. Okay. How about you come sit in my seat while I'm juggling the three-year-old and then the dog has to go to the vet. Mm -hmm. Every time Nick went to the field or deployed or something, the house on post, the the carbon uh, monoxide detector went off in the middle of the night. So thank God, you know, it went off because otherwise me and the dogs wouldn't have woke up. And then my Jeep broke down, my Wrangler. And then when washing machine breaks, the dryer goes out, the garbage disposal tears, smoke detector goes off, all this stuff. And so then I'm like, okay. I know what I can put down as another skill. I can put down (laughs) the crisis intervention, literally. Mm -hmm. You really Um, could with being a a battalion leader, FRG leader, mm -hmm. and those midnight phone calls. You could absolutely We had a few unfortunate deaths that came through. I just want everybody to know that 
you are not alone in this job search. You are not alone just being a military spouse. And and yes, you're a military spouse, but you're Rebecca first. I'm Kim first. You know, Absolutely. And Rebecca lives in Alabama and Rebecca loves to shop. Well, I love to decorate farmhouse and decorate for the holidays, my office and my work assistant is my dog. And, <laughs> Best uh, I have. Best I know. She's great. But more than anything, when they come in to our services, which are all free, we keep tweaking that resume until it's comfortable. And then if they're nervous about, okay, not sure about my, like my elevator pitch. Mm -hmm. Okay. So actually we do like a zoom or Skype together on an evening after the baby's asleep or the husband can take care of the kids for an hour and they close the door and we just do mock interviews. I just Mm -hmm. start asking them questions so that they feel comfortable because Mm -hmm. many haven't worked. And then there's the opposite side that they have their PhDs or they have their bachelor's or their master's in HR or cyber security. And they may even have their own prior life before they became a military spouse because a lot of us are marrying a little older now. Mm -hmm. And I look at it as, okay, look what you have in your skill set. I'm blown away. Let's take those some of that jargon that may be a little hard to transform And let's down it just a little bit and put those code words. Any resume now, the top one third of that first page is the high real estate. You Mm -hmm. want, you want that little professional summary to say literally in a synopsis, what you are and what you've done. And then underneath that, your top skills, like your objectives, you know, what you know, you get like for you and I, it would probably be HR, recruiting and staffing, and then all of the software skills. And many of these wives are, they're doing not only Word or whatever, but they're going to school. So they've got PowerPoint, Google Suite, Zoom, Blackboard, whatever they're doing in their schools that are online, they can add that all too. Mm-hmm. That's one I had never thought about. I had never thought about using the software that you use for schools because there are a lot, like, like you said, Blackboard, things like that. And I had never even thought about using that. So that's a definitely, that's definitely a good tip. Yeah, um, I used Blackboard when I was using, when I was going to O2O, Onward to Opportunity, which mm-hmm. is a great thing that spouses most definitely should look at. Absolutely. A, you know, they get to go to school for a national certification for HR, there's so many computer ones and then project management. Yeah. And so I got a probably $4,000 class for free. That's awesome. And they definitely need to need to hear that. And you know what it sounds like to me, it sounds like you need to start a Facebook group of nothing but military resources. And I think, think you'd be Maybe good at I that. Will. I, I think that's would you a, join? I absolutely would. I think that would be a good thing though, because now I got to come get, up with a catchy, catchy name just because I notice when just even in our neighborhood walk in and there'll be spouses who don't even go on to the installation. Their husband may be deployed or may be here for Sergeant Major Academy because mm-hmm. that's here. So they really kind of don't want to go on post unless they have to. They shop at Whole Foods. They don't need to go to the commissary. But they may not know all of these things in El Paso to do. Or, hey, you can get a military discount at this place. Did you know? 
Absolutely. You should definitely think about starting that. I'm telling you, you get all these spouses from all these different bases on here, sharing their knowledge and different resources. And you can take from that knowledge as well. And then everybody goes together. And I've not really seen, there's lots of military spouse groups out there, but I've not seen one that's specific to resources. So yeah, I don't know something to think about. I'm all about, especially with TRICARE. Let's just, before we end, let me just talk about TRICARE. I had horrible experience with TRICARE when we first got married. I unfortunately had a miscarriage and was treated like a third-class citizen at the hospital on post. Never had to deal with TRICARE, military, hospitals, or anything like that. Literally educated myself, went to the TRICARE website, started reading, educated myself about you can, you know, do obviously an ask report. You can get into what's called a patient advocate, and you can even ask to go off post. But you have to prove why you want to go. I do not see anybody here that's on post. I fought for my health, and I fought for the best treatment. Even though my husband may have been in the army or navy or whatever, I said no. I need the best care for, you know, my child and working at ACS, we have an exceptional family member program. Mm -hmm. So we individuals whose the spouse was an EFMP or their children were needed to be enrolled in EFMP. And I'll never forget, Rebecca, this is really great. I was um, doing my volunteer work with the junior league and my project was at the children's hospital here. And I'll never forget. um, I was up on the PICU one night. And we, our program that we handed out books and, and all sorts of fun stuff to all the children that were on the wards. So it was a happy knock on the door, not a, you're going to get a shot or anything. Mm -hmm. The child was very critically ill. The young soldier had literally just come out of AIT and been assigned here at Fort Bliss. And they, he was literally on emergency leave. They didn't know how long the child had to live. Come to find out the child was able to wake up and everything, but was going to need round the clock care forever. And I said, we need to get you enrolled in EFMP. He had no clue what that was. See, that's another resource that you could share. So you what are I did, really a wealth of resources. What I did is I said, okay, can I have your number? I'm going to have my EFMP system navigator call you tomorrow morning. They called the next morning. They went up to the children's hospital, got that child enrolled in EFMP immediately and was able to actually do a lot of doctor's appointments and stuff like that and reach out to his command. And they were able to put him literally on like convalescently with his child. That's great. And reach out. Thank, thank God they had you. If you wouldn't have been there at just going. at the right time. And he's, are you military? And I said, I'm a spouse. And Nick had since retired. And I said, did they not talk about EFMP, what that is? Is it going to cost anything, ma'am? I'm like, oh, no, this is a program. This is a worldwide program. Mm -hmm. And they got my system navigator, Christina, was up there like at 1030 that next morning in that ICU unit, meeting that family. That's awesome. And that's the great thing about the spouse community. We do stick together. Most of us, you have a few oddballs out there with anything, but the most you of do, us do together. and you have a lot of complaining yeah. and I bring it back down to, okay, let's really look at the top five things to not complain about. Do you have a roof over your head? Are you safe? Mm-hmm. Is your family, your soldier knows what to do. They are trained. 
Absolutely. They need to know that if they're out in the field, just on a field exercise, or if they are clear across the ocean, that household six is going to be okay. You're absolutely right. And that is the best piece of advice I think you could give to everybody. Kim, I love that you came on the show and you shared your wealth of resources. I hope you do go forward and start some sort of resource group. If you do, I will happily share it with our listeners. You just well, um, can I just share my 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 email? Absolutely, absolutely. Tell everyone how um, they can find you. The best way to find me is probably my my private email, just because I check that all the time. Mm -hmm. It's all one word: Kim K I M Donley D O N L E Y Garner. G-A-R-N-E-R at gmail.com. Please reach out. If you're stationed in Norfolk, I'm going to help you find that fleet and family services program. I know how to kind of go around systems and I'm going to help you get those resources you need. No matter, even if you're in North Dakota up at some Air Force base, I'm going to help you. Even if it's just listening to you. Yes. Because I didn't have that for the longest time. And Rebecca, I will tell you, I went to a really dark place. I was just away from my family. I'd never lived more than 20 minutes away from everybody. I and want to have you, you on me. the show to talk about that, to talk yeah, about it's those hard. dark spaces. If you're willing yeah. to come and tell your story, sure. I'd love to have you back on and talk about that. That would be great. That. And to everybody, we are here. Yes, we're on the retirement side now, but... I think we're so much better now, Rebecca, as a military spouse community. Oh, absolutely. Just so many great tools. We've got video now that we can talk to a spouse that's in Okinawa who, you know, maybe from Texas. It's funny. One of my coworkers is actually from El Paso, but she's stationed in Germany right now. Absolutely. And so she's, you're in Fort Bliss? I'm like, yeah. I hope our listeners reach out to you. So too. Kim, it was a pleasure talking to you and we will definitely be in touch Sounds great. Thank you for taking this time and letting me come on and talk. Yes, thank you so much. Go Alabama. Go Alabama. You have a great day, darling. Yes, ma'am. Have a good day. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye.